We've been to all four corners of Britain in our quest to interview the great and good of entertainment. Comics, actors, writers, politicians, singers, dancers and choreographers. It doesn't matter who they are. They've all given me their own take on the world they live in and have, in their own way, helped to define what makes Britain great. So join me and my assistants as we get another insight into the marvellous and enigmatic world of showbiz here on Beyond the Title. Following narrowly missing out on the 1984 Olympic Games in LA, former track and field athlete Sally Gunnell hit the headlines just two years later when she won gold in the 100 metres at the 1985 Commonwealth Games in Edinburgh. She would remain the UK number one in the event over the next four seasons and reached the semi-finals at the 1987 World Championships and the 1988 Olympics. Sadly, the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta proved to be her last competitive championship, leaving Sally to enter the world of entertainment broadcasting, first as a presenter and pundit for BBC Sport, followed by a presenting role on ITV's Body Heat in 1994 alongside Jeremy Guskin and the late Mike Smith. I caught up with the sporting legend to talk medals, marathons and her recollections on an unprecedented career in British sport. Ladies and gentlemen, Sally Gunnell. As of all athletes, your life story is one of dedication, discipline and stamina. What do you think gave you this innate passion and ability? Um, I think I think a number of things. Um, I think really, you know, growing up with, on an outdoor space, having lots of space around, watching my with the work ethic of my dad, who was a farmer. I think that really helped as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's sort of one of those things that you're sort of born with that talent, but it's certain paths that you have that make it work. And I think I had some great role models around me um, and people that inspired me from a very young age, like my dad and things like that, that's probably got me into it and have that sort of determination that I had. Uh, next question, how did it feel to narrowly miss out on the 1984 Olympics and how did you use this as the determination to better yourself? I remember being very disappointed because I was so close, but also I was so young that I hadn't really expected to go. So it would have been a, a sort of added bonus. Um, but I think it made me just reassess things. I think it made me realise that um, I was serious about my sport and that I could make it and I could go somewhere. Um, and, and it made me change events, actually. I realised I didn't quite get there in, the, in the, um, the, the heptathlon, but actually maybe the shorter hurdles, the 100 hurdles, was my strength. So actually off the back of that year and not getting to LA, I sort of changed events and obviously changed years later on as well. But I think it just made me reassess where I was in my life and yeah very important time. Your former world record time of 52.74 seconds in 1993 still ranks in the world all-time top 10 and is the current British record. How do you quantify that success? I think I was never out to um, to run fast times. I, it was always about winning major championships and Obviously, that time that I did and to break the world record at the time is what it took to win that race. Um, and I think that was always what was always so important to me. And even now, you know, I think those are just just times and people will beat them. And I'm sure there'll be some, I hope there'll be somebody along that comes and takes that British record. But it's the medals that stay and the titles and uh, 
they always meant more to me than than actually the time and um I just remember winning in, in that breaking that world record and just being stunned that I'd actually done it because it hadn't even crossed my mind that I could even have got close to that world record and, and um, that I was capable of doing it. So, yeah, I think it sort of shocked myself more than anybody else. <laughs> After retirement from competitive sport, you became a presenter pundit on BBC athletic coverage. To what extent was it a conscious decision to follow the broadcasting route as opposed to coaching or other related jobs? And what sort of pressure are you under from your peers to call it right as a pundit? Yeah, I mean, I worked for the BBC for 10 years um, and, you know, loved it. Um, I guess it's the next best thing if you can't still carry on competing to actually be out there. Um, and I guess, you know, you're, you're, you're thrown into it. You know, you hadn't never done any of that sort of thing before. Um, and you learn on your feet. And I loved it for 10 years. Um, but I think my husband had, had had enough of being left at home with three young kids by the end of 10 years because I had all of my kids while working for the BBC and having to leave them for <clears throat> quite a few weekends and stuff. And I think after 10 years, I think that was that was part of it. Uh, and also it was it was time to move on and let other people come in and, you know, the roles that you enjoy, you know, the punditing or the, you know, asking those questions and... Um, you know, they're the, the roles that I enjoyed at the time, but it was, you know, there's other people that wanted to come in and do that or, you know, weren't happy with how you were delivering it and that's, that's fine and it was time to move on. In 1994, you teamed up with Jeremy Gusker and the late Mike Smith for ITV's Body Heat. What are your memories of this show? Yeah, amazing time, such fun and I guess was the first sort of insight into TV uh, and what television is all about. Um, and yeah, I mean, I suppose it helped me to become a household name and it was such a great program and working with Mike, who was such a pro, uh, was amazing and we learned a lot. And, and of course I was still training, so it was really weird trying to keep the training going and the racing going and, and filming a, you know, a very intense sort of program as well. But it was it was nice and I think I sort of learned, you know, quite a, a bit, you know, with my feet running almost on those sorts of scenarios that helped me later on. Do you ever think that show could work now if it was brought back? I would like to think so. Yes. I mean, it was, it was such a great show and it ran for a few years. Um, and there's nothing really like that. Cause yeah, we sort of, I did a couple of shows a bit like that. And, um, you know, I suppose now we've got all the, the Ninja Warriors and all those sorts of things, which I guess are, are a similar sort of show and they're always, they're just sort of bigger and brasher, aren't they? Than rather than the real sort of fitness test that we used to do. They probably think it's a bit basic now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure there'd still be people that would love it. It's a bit like the CrossFit, isn't it? Things like that. People still like to be challenged. <laughs> yeah. You've also featured a lot in the BBC Sport Relief over the years. Do you have any favourite moments? Oh, gosh, there's been so many. Um, you know, from doing some of the programmes, like, um, you know, Only Falls on Horses, which was scary to have to 
to learn to show jump in a few weeks, to the dog show that we did, agility, which was amazing, and we can run her up, um, to some of the projects that we visited in, in South Africa and, uh, and in the UK as well. And, uh, you know, I think it's, I don't know, it's, it's given me a lot and it's given me a real insight and it's given us a chance to, to realise what Sport Relief does. And, and I think it's amazing that it still goes on and still so much money is still raised for so many great causes, which is brilliant. In recent years, you've mastered the art of motivational speaking. How rewarding is it to know that your words are actually making a difference to people? I think it took me quite a few years to, I, I sort of wasn't confident about standing on stage and doing that. And then I think it was just, Roger Black that just said to me, people just want to know your story, uh, be yourself, not many successful women out there. And, um, and that's what I just tried to do to get over the nerves and just, and it was just about being myself. Um, and then after a few years, yeah, you sort of realize that people sort of say, you know, you've got me back out running or, you know, you made me think about myself and all sorts of things. And I just think there are so many sort of key strong messages that I did learn from those running days that I still use now. And it's just lovely to be able to, to share with people. And now we're going much more into sort of health and well-being and resilience, which is, you know, obviously very topical at this time that we're all going through. And, um, and I love it. And um, if I can just pass a few little things on to people, then, you know, I'm, I'm very happy and I hope that they will be happy. Uh, looking back at your career, what's your proudest achievement? It has to be that Olympic gold medal in Barcelona. Um, it is what you dream about from a young age. It is the, the pinnacle of, of every sports person, isn't it? It's to be an Olympic champion or to be a world champion. Uh, to me, it was, it was that Olympics because it still is every four years if it ever happens. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, you know, even all these years on, I still pinch myself to think that, you know, you, you have achieved the ultimate in, in, uh, in athletics terms. Absolutely. And uh, finally, what's next for Sally Gunnell? Well, we've never stopped learning. We never stop, um, you know, just trying to understand who we are and to be able to give things back. And I think it's just... Yeah, there's lots going on. And I think that's what keeps me motivated. Even in these difficult times, I try and adapt. And we're doing lots more sort of webinars and interviews like this. And um, we're really spreading out into that sort of corporate well-being area. And, and I love that because you can reach and, you know, get, you know, um, companies to really help and support their their staff, which is such an important, you know, topic. And um, that's especially at the moment. So, yeah. Excellent. Thank you to our guest for being the subject of another Beyond the Title interview. If you liked this, why not browse the website and see if there's anything else that takes your fancy. Don't forget to like our Facebook page to receive updates on forthcoming interviews and to see more information about me and what I do. Thanks again and hopefully see you next time.